Hello, and thank you for joining us on Building Greatness the Warrior Way, a Westcliff University Athletics podcast. As always, I'm joined by our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And I'm Sherm Dog, David Shermet, the head baseball coach at Westcliff University. Well, hey, here we are again, Sean, and very excited, as we always are, to talk sports on our podcast, Building Greatness the Warrior Way. And you know, over the last year, year and a half, we have had some incredibly prominent guests join us. And today, we have been blessed with the presence of one Dominic Harris, who we have tried to get on this podcast for a very long time, and he has agreed to join us today. Dominic, who is going to be the starting point guard, I'm going out there and saying it right now for the uh, Gonzaga, Gonzaga Bulldogs. Dominic, it's great to have you here. Thank you very much for joining us. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Wow. There is so much to talk about, and I've got a lot of questions. Um, You know, I, I'm, I don't even know where to start. I'm so excited. But I want to, before we talk about what's in front of you, I want to talk a little bit about what's in your rearview mirror. Uh, you know, when you were a kid and you were growing up, um, making the drive every day from, say, San Diego to Huntington Beach and, uh, you know, all your siblings. Let me ask you about your family very quickly, knowing who is in the room with you right there. When you were a kid growing up, do you think that your siblings, and you've got two older brothers, um, had as much influence on you as your parents did? Um, I feel like they had just as much, you know, whatever knowledge they try to uh, give me, I would just, um, I would take it. So, okay. Did they, did they, you know, rough you up a little bit, punch you in the arm and, and play roughhouse on the court with you? Were they typical brothers like that? Or, or was it a different type of relationship? Uh, yeah, growing up, that's always been the thing. Uh, they was roughing me up, getting me ready, and uh, we would really get physical out there when we were playing basketball. So. Okay, so that was kind of the typical youngest brother thing. Do you think that helped you along the way, toughened you up maybe? Uh, yeah, definitely helped my mental toughness and, okay. and what to expect. All right. Now, I know basketball is your thing, and we're going to definitely talk about it. Did you play other sports growing up as well? Uh. No, I didn't really play. I played everything like for fun. Yeah. But I just mainly focused on basketball. Okay. That was your thing. Did you start when you were like four years old or five years old and you played in summer leagues and club on the way up and everything? Yeah, I did. I started when I was like when I can remember. Okay. How tall how tall are you right now? I'm curious. Um six four, six six three and three fours. Okay. So you are a straight point guard and you've always been or or did you play center, you know, on your freshman team, or did you always have the handle? Uh, I always had the handle, but I could rebound too. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I've seen seen a couple of pic, uh, videos of you throwing down as well, you know, people looking up at the bottom of your shoe. You got some ups also. Yeah, I try to. I try to. Trying to be like you. Okay. Um, you know, uh, obviously, uh, your father – Sean, who is our um, dean of athletics, I'm sure, you know, drove you everywhere. Did your parents get to all the games? Was your dad your mentor growing up? I know you probably had a few coaches along the way as well, but, you know, he, he's been involved in basketball uh, as long as anybody can remember. So was he always that guiding light there for you? Yeah, he was. And uh, they always found a way to make it to my game. So he would mm-hmm. always give me advice and stuff. 
Okay. So you pretty much drove all over Southern California when you were a kid playing basketball. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty okay. much. Okay. Now, you know what, let's talk a little bit about high school because you switched high schools, didn't you? Uh, from the time you started until the time you finished. Where did you start high school? I started at uh, Pacific Christian in Newport Beach. And then I ended up for two years. And then I ended up at Rancho Christian, which is like uh, in my hometown. It's in my city, like 10 minutes from my house. Okay. Yeah. Was that decision to change motivated by geography or team or coaches or just a better situation all the way around? Um, I feel like after the two years, I kind of, the commute kind of was getting the best of me. So I just, I had family at at, uh, Rancho Christian and I had like uh, my teammate or my uh, friends, just childhood friends. So I just wanted to go play home and it's like 10 minutes away. So yeah, it was both. Excellent. Okay. Um, you know, I, I would imagine growing up uh, in the world of basketball, as you did, um, did you have the opportunity as a kid to play with and or against competition that is equal or better to yourself? Because when you do, then, you know, it, it helps you raise your game. It helps you get better. Did you play against some some well-known people coming up as a kid that we of names we would know today? Uh. Yeah, I mean, off the head, I can't remember, but uh, we would, I would play up. So I would always be challenged, just like whether it was physically, they would be older than me or a little stronger than me. So it always gave me a, a thing to work on, like when to get better. Okay. That, that always seemed to be the way with those that are standouts in any sport. You know, you might be 10 years old playing with 12-year-olds or 12-year-olds playing with 15-year-olds, and it always seems to make you better. That was the case for you, right? You were always playing against those that were older and bigger and maybe quicker and stronger? Yeah. Okay. So that kind of helped mold you into the player you are today a little bit. I mean, you know, as much as you can be molded when you're a 10, 12, 14-year-old. But um, a lot of people credit um, Jalen Scug, uh, Jalen Suggs at Gonzaga. Um, and, you know, I want to move forward a little bit and talk about what's in front of you. Um, and, you know, what's your what was your relationship? He, he obviously went number five in the draft to uh, Orlando. What was your relationship like with him uh, over the last year? Uh, we connected. We got a, a stronger bond over the year. Uh, he was my he was my roommate for uh, just housing, so we would see each other every day, just crack jokes. But uh, over over time, we got really strong in, in our bond and our connection, and it was just fun to uh, see his process. Nice. Would you say he's your was your closest friend on the team? Uh, he was for sure one of my closest friends. Okay. Yeah. Nice. All right. Um, and uh, with that, you know, you've got a pretty darn good uh, recruiting class coming in. Chad Holmgren, in particular. Have you met him? Do you know him? Uh, yeah, I, I knew. I, I met him before uh, before all this co- uh, committing stuff that he did. But um, he's cool, and we've been having uh, practices already. So yeah, I, I met everybody on the scene. Ah, excellent. Well, what if you know before we go full into Gonzaga basketball. What have you been doing this summer? What did you do to occupy your time here, summer of 2021? Uh, just working out, uh, trying to enjoy my time. I was over there uh, at GU working out for two months, and then I came back here for a little time home, and I had I head back out Friday. So I just been trying to enjoy my time here, and then just working out real hard when I get back out there. Excellent. Okay, when does practice start for you up there? 
Uh, it all depends what coach says. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. For we those that first, so we're going to yeah. focus on school and then they're going to let us know. For those that are unaware, for some of our listeners, uh, Dominic plays basketball at Gonzaga University. Their head coach is Mark Few, one of the greatest in the nation, built a, an incredible program. Was uh, yeah, now, You've been obviously very successful everywhere you've gone, every level at which you've played. Do you think this past year uh, you got to the championship game where you played Baylor? Was that as exciting a year as you can remember? Uh, it was very exciting just because the history that was uh, made, you know, we didn't lose a game. It was a lot of buildup and uh, we were playing really good basketball. So it was exciting just behind the scenes. Was it, was it really different for you not having all the fans there? I mean, some were there, obviously, you know, your, your parents were there and there were parents and friends in, allowed in the arena, but you know, not the 25, 30,000 that we're used to. Was that different for you playing in front of a, an emptier house, I guess you might say? Uh, yeah, it was a little different, definitely, especially knowing uh, our crowd is very active and crazy. I'm ready to play in front of them. <laughs> sure. Do you, do you even know that they're there? You know, I, I remember when I played ball, I didn't realize the crowd was there. It, you know, I was so locked in to every pitch that was happening on all the plays. You know, if you're obviously when time is out and, you, you know, you're on the sidelines and the coaches are talking to you and, and uh, you know, the cheerleaders and the band and all that. But do you realize during the game that the crowd is even there? I mean, um, you do after big plays. You know, uh, they tend to, you know, uh, get loud. So it really just, like, it amps you up, amps the team up to make even bigger plays. But, like, when you locked in, you, you don't really notice unless it's, like, a big play that happens. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, you know, if there was a, a moment last season, and what was your – you won, what, 33 games last year? Was it something around there? Yeah. Okay. Um, is there a moment that you take away with you as the most exciting moment of the season? Uh, probably just the whole experience. Okay. Well, yeah, all right. Well, what did you learn about this past year? Maybe not just about the team, but about yourself. You know, your first year, you got the first year of college under your belt. Uh, what did you learn about that experience? Uh, I learned that it's that um, it's you versus you. It, it all depends how you pick yourself up uh, from the beginning of the day and, uh, and what you want to go out and do. Uh, whether you are being put in a position or you're not, you still got to um, – stay ready and stay prepared. So I just learned that staying ready um, is probably one of the biggest aspects. Okay. That's always good. You know, that's one of the things that your father instills in us. You know, we stay ready so we don't have to get ready. All right. Uh, one of the many sayings that we have. Hey, what's a typical day like for you when you're at school? I, you know, obviously you've got class, but is there ever a day where you don't have basketball? Mm, rarely. Rarely. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, really. It's either we got practice, we got to work out, we got lift, we got something. Okay, so basketball is pretty much 100%. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Um, it, it's also no secret about your work ethic. Um, I would imagine you're going to tell me that comes from your father. Is that right? Or, or does your mom play a lot of uh, a bit of a role in that as well? Uh, both of them. Both of them. Okay. Yeah, of them. How, how is your mom, you know, she, I'm sure she gets to as many games as, as she can. How has she influenced the person that you are and the player that you've become? 
she just she tells me to stay grounded and just uh keep going and what I'm doing if I have a purpose like just keep trying to fulfill my goals and uh keep God first while doing it okay always good always good rule to follow what are your goals short term long term share with us uh I want to win a natty this year yeah of course and uh long term I'm trying to make it to the, the highest level so uh NBA has always been the goal for me from the jump. Okay. And, um, yeah, I'm just trying to uh, enjoy the moment. But uh, my long-term goal has always been the NBA, so that's my dream. So that's what I'm trying to fulfill, along with winning at, uh, at GU. Okay. Well, you've pretty much won everywhere you've gone. So, you know, it, it's it would hard to fathom anything else. And that, again, goes back to training and work ethic. Um, are you one of those guys that stays after practice and can shoot, you know, just take jump shots for an hour? Yeah, I stay after practices. I stay after games. Uh, I just try to get as much reps in as I can. I'm sure. I'm sure. And that all, all that stuff pays off. You know, there's legendary stories about guys like Larry Bird who do that. Uh, you want to go back even further. Plenty of guys. Del Curry was one of those guys who'd stay in the gym. And it shows in his sons who also do the same thing. So you're putting in the work, obviously. Um, hey, who are your buddies on the team this year? Uh, you know, I'm sure you still stay in touch with some of the guys that are no longer there uh, who got drafted and have gone on. But who, who are you hanging out with this year? Uh, I hang out with everybody, but uh, uh, probably Andrew Nimhard, all the young guns coming in. They all funny. So uh, okay. they all keep the team laughing. Uh, Colby Brooks, he's a walk-on. Okay. He, he's my locker buddy. He's pretty funny. And uh, – Drew Timmy, yeah. everybody, to be honest. But, uh, yeah, they are funny. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I'm just kind of curious if you – are you in the dorm this year or are you off campus somewhere? Uh, no, I'm in an apartment on, on campus. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Who, you, who are you rooming with, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, it's just me. Really? Just you? Yeah, okay. Just, just All right. Me. I'm not going to get too personal, but I know you got a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I know your dad's smiling. His picture isn't up right now, but I know he's smiling. Um, <laughs> let me uh, let me ask you real quickly um, what you think of and what your plans are for uh, name, image, likeness, NIL. Do you have plans to explore that? Uh, yes, I do. Um, but right now, I'm just you know just focusing on uh, the basketball aspect. I mean, it's a business too. Maybe yeah. um, starting to uh, starting to build my brand. You know, starting to get it going at least. But um, overall, I love the names, likeness, and what was what is going on, and helping other athletes. But right now, I'm really just focused on uh, getting better. I'm just locked into the season right now. Good. Okay. When's your first game, by the way? Do you know? Uh, they're gonna release the schedule soon. You're gonna see some. All right. It's usually somewhere in October, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. October, November. Yeah. Okay. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, you're probably preseason number one. Is that is that right? Yeah, I would say preseason number one or two, but I'm pretty sure it's one. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, you know what? Let, let me ask you real quickly about school. How's your GPA? That's good. What does that mean? Uh, steady. <laughs> three. I mean, you want me to say three, two? Yeah. Okay. There's nothing wrong with 3.0 yeah. or above your three, two. That's, that's always good to go. Um, and uh, what are you majoring in? Sports management. Mm, okay. Well, that makes sense. You got a, a brother who's an agent and a father who's an agent. Um, if you, you know, I know basketball has been your been your whole. I don't want to say your whole life. It's been a, a big part of it, obviously, and it hopefully will continue to be so. 
Uh, do you have any interest later on, maybe after your playing days, to become an agent? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, my brother's holding it down right now, though. But I definitely have a lot of interest besides uh, basketball. If like it, what? what? What interest do you have away from the court? Um, I like. I'm really into fashion. Hmm. Um, yeah, I like the fashion industry. I like. How, uh, I just like clothes. I'm really into music. And then um, I'm really into like, uh, I don't play the game anymore, but I was really into like video games and stuff. Okay, interesting. So, you know, as uh, you go along in this process in college, for however long you're in college, uh, you know, if, if you have the opportunity to play in the NBA and, and, and you want to take that, that's certainly a possibility. But are you prepared after these games now uh, to sit in front of the press and do a press conference? Oh, yeah, I feel like I'm more than prepared. Just really? You yeah. feel comfortable in front of the microphone and the cameras? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. So now I'm going to get into a touchy subject. And you don't have to answer if you don't want to, but I'm sure I'm sure interested. I know uh, how important education is. I know it's important to your family, to yourself. Um, let's say, hypothetically, after this season or next season or wherever that may fall, you have the opportunity to go play professional basketball. and you. And you really want to before you finish your degree. And I'm sure you, you probably thought about this. Is that, would, would you do that? Would you take that opportunity, whether it's the NBA or overseas, as long as it's the right situation for you and your family, would you look to jump a little bit early? Oh, uh, yeah. If I have the opportunity, I'm going to take it. Okay. I'm going to take right. it for my family, but I'm going to take uh, whatever is the best situation for me. All right. Very good. So you've got, of, of course, you've got one eye on the future. Uh, do you have an insurance policy? No. <laughs> no? Okay. I, I hear dad laughing back there, but you know something? It is, it's part of the game uh, sometimes when you have quite a high prospect who, who might, in any sport, you know, who might suffer an injury and then you've got that to fall back on. Hopefully that never happens, of course, but, uh, you know, I'm just kind of curious if you've thought that much about it. Um, you know something, I, I want to touch a little bit again, on, and I'm jumping around here. Because uh, I have so much to ask you, and uh, it's really interesting. Um, you know, last season was uh, an unqualified success, I would say, uh, as most people would say, fell just a little bit short, understandably. Um, but the excitement of the game against UCLA—that um, was—that was about the height of the excitement factor. You know, we all watched the game, we saw what happened, um, and um, you know, UCLA is a good team. Obviously, they're very, they, they got to the Final Four, and, and once you get there, anybody can win it. Um, do you think that game in particular took a lot out of your team? Um, Physically, mentally, because you had to play Baylor next, and they, they didn't have such a hard go of it. You know, they, they kind of raced through the playoffs, so they may have been a little bit more rested. But that game was emotional against UCLA. It was physical. It was everything. Went yeah. right down to the wire. Do you think it drained you and your team a little bit? Um, I feel like, uh, uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's what, that's what you come into a game you prepare for. Um, you don't know how which way you're going to get the W, so you just got to go about it and try to handle business. But I feel like overall, yeah, UCLA played a, a really tough game, and they made a lot of shots. And that, um, we just kept having to respond. It was a physical game, and um, it went down to the wire. So I definitely think it. It took a lot out of us. Mm, absolutely. I, you know what? 
they're a good team. I think they surprised a lot of people by getting to the final four. And I, I think when, when teams, any team, whether it's UCLA or anybody in your conference or even your non-conference games, you know, everybody's gunning for you because you guys have the target on your back. So it looks to me like teams are raising their level of play. You had a couple of close games during the season as well, like St. Mary's, BYU, I think. Um, and so uh, does it seem like teams are gunning for you? Uh, we just always think uh, teams play their best game versus us. Sure. So we're always getting everyone's best game. Yeah. They want to be this. It looks like that. Sean, do you have any anything that uh, – any perspective on, on last season? Because you – we're at Indianapolis. You were in the bubble the entire playoff run, basically. So what did you notice about Gonzaga and the teams that, that were playing them? Well, I, I will tell you that um, last year was a success. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people, you know, view only success through, you know, gaining a championship. But I think a lot of things happen, you know, that's going to be a carryover for this year, you know, um, I'm proud of the coaching staff, Mark Few, and, and all the coaches that invested in all the student athletes. Uh, I kind of look at it from a different perspective. I never really look at it from a parent perspective because I'm in this business, right? I mean, the difference between, you know, our level, you know, and, and below and D1 is just the a caliber of athletes that we handle. But the preparation, the game time management, uh, the dedication, uh, all those things are, 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 are similar. Or the same, right? It's just, you know, you just have different thoroughbreds out there playing the game. So I think um, it was just great to see how great uh, the Zag culture is, you know, and the fan base and their support and their approach. I definitely believe they uh, went against teams and teams gave their all for sure. Uh, they were the uh, thermostat, you know, uh, most of the time, right, uh, that every team had to either uh, raise their game right to, to you know to that level and, and you know and i also think that if uh if the zags actually played baylor uh in indianapolis you know the game that got called off uh maybe the final game looks a lot different right so i think you know it, it looks a lot different because you you have a scout maybe you use different personnel you know, and, but that's the beauty of march madness right you don't know what you're going to get it's like a box of chocolates right you just play who you play in front of you on short notice. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for this year. Um, you know, I think, you know, when you don't win, you know, when, you know, that elusive championship, you know, you always feel like you left something on the table. But, you know, I think it's all about timing. And I think, you know, this year is the Zags time. Mm. It, it's, it's time, you know. And, uh, and you know, I, I really believe uh, in the coaching staff and, 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 and the players and, and the commitment. I mean, you know, Dom's been through the process, through the Zag process, watering the bamboo and and being to a point where where he is now that, you know, he, he's, he's earned a right to wet the bed right now. Hmm. And uh, he's put in the time, you know, he's put in the time. And, and now it's just applying all that knowledge that's on the court. I think you don't get any better than that, you know, for him, you know, to be – with what three uh, players that that actually is in the NBA right now? Um, that's that's unheard of, you know. And, and another two coming back who were all Americans in their own right, and then you know he's getting you know assembled with them and being on the court. And there's nothing like practice, 
you know, the things you learn in practice. Uh, but, you know, Don's blessed to be able to step, you know, your foot on the court, you know, the first game all the way to the last game. You can't you can't complain. Everybody will want to play for a championship um, and have a heck of a run as he had as a freshman. The only say that he lost one game his entire freshman year. So, uh, yeah, he's poised to compete and, uh, and to contribute in a higher way. I think he slept on, you know, by many. And they're going to get a rude awakening this year. So I'm, I'm excited. Mm, okay. Do you think, Dom, that this year's team is just as strong as last year's team or stronger? Um, I feel like we have the position to be just as strong. Mm. Uh, you know, it's a lot of stuff that comes with just being a team, you know, chemistry, getting chemistry down. And, you know, last year they had a lot of guys that play with each other for a minute, four-year guys and just guys who've been in the system. So um, it, it all starts with chemistry. And once we get our first practice and really get going, uh, I feel like we have the potential to be just as good. Yep. And um, practice starts when? I think, is it? Uh, whenever, whenever, Coach. We, I mean, oh, okay. they, haven't, they haven't gotten you your schedule yet? Okay. Hey, you know, it, it's got to be an exciting time. I, I think you guys have the number one recruiting class coming in as well. A couple of transfers, Chet Holmgren, and with what you got coming back, obviously you're going to be, at the top of the uh, top of the heap, um, is it harder? Do you think getting to the top or staying at the top? Uh, probably maintaining at the top. Probably staying at the top. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, it, you know, it's a testament around this area with UCLA uh, and uh, Gonzaga, and you know, West Coast basketball. I think is stronger than people give it credit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, so you mentioned Nemhart. Um, you guys are pretty good friends, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what is, has he taught you anything, whether it's on the court or off the court? Do you have a mentor on the team? Uh, I, I too, I, everyone who gives me knowledge, I try to take in a positive light. So uh, whatever he does best, like he's really good in the pick and roll. So I try to ask him some things and uh, tips here and there so I can improve in whatever I need to. And I feel like um, all aspects of my game, I can still continue to develop and improve. So mm-hmm. I like, whatever. Okay. What have you learned from the coaching staff and in particular Mark Few? Uh, well, this year I just learned, that, like I said before, just stay ready. Uh, and then just a lot of different concepts I've been learning throughout my year. and. Uh, yeah, just a lot of basketball concepts. Okay. Um, all right. Do you think you're going to play the two or the one? Or what would you rather play? Uh, well, I think that probably leaves me at the two. Uh, but if I get the ball in my hands, it, it all depends. Whoever brings it up, really. Uh, it's a positionless game. And I feel like with our squad, uh, everyone can bring up the ball. So if you if you get the balls, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, you're used to being the one, though, right? I mean, as you were coming up through the lower ranks and through high school, you were always the one, weren't you? You had the ball in your hands. I always play both, you know. Uh, If there's somebody on the court that subs in that's primarily the one, I can move to the two. If somebody's primarily uh, strictly off the ball, then I can play the one. So it's just – it all depends. Wherever you want me to play, I feel like I could do it. Okay. You like an an up-tempo game, right? Uh, all depends on, all depends on the game. All depends on the time. Okay. 
Um, do you prefer taking it to the rack or shooting from the three? Because uh, I've seen you do both. Yeah, that's a tough question. Mm, I feel like, I don't know, whatever, whatever the defense gives me. Okay. Yeah, whatever, the de whatever I see. All right. So you have no hesitation shooting it from the arc. No, nah, no, nah, I don't have no hesitation. Okay. And if you see a lane, you're going to take it to the rack. Yeah, I am. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, you know, uh, I know you, you probably don't have a great deal of information on this next question. Maybe there's video out there. Have you seen video of your dad during his playing days? Uh, no, I've seen a picture. I ain't seen a video. Though. Yeah, there's, there's probably a reason for the fact that there's no video. <laughs> <laughs> and you would know, I mean, you grew up in the dinosaur age. Everything was on uh, microfiche when you played out. I, I had the luxury of VHS and beta. <laughs> yeah, we, we wrote on stone tablets when I played. You know, it was, uh, it was quite a long time ago. But, you know, I hear a lot about your dad and his playing days, but I, I don't have any evidence of it. I'd sure like to see it. So, you know, uh, I'm going to see, you know, I don't know. You know, I know some people, you know, I know some people that probably does have some video of me playing but at least i can say i was playing you know what i'm saying and uh and um i contribute you know you've seen some articles hey i'm gonna I'm tell you like kevin durant you know who i am yeah you know, you know my name yeah i'm sean harris you know my name <laughs> you understand you understand my name you know who i am yeah coming from new berlin maryland right two one eight one one baby where we <laughs> Stay ready so we don't have to get ready, baby. Yeah. That's, Buck, that's, that's Bucktown, baby. All right. So, Dom, I got a question for you. Who's the better athlete, your mom or your dad? Uh, that's a tough one, too. <laughs> I don't know. My mom's pretty athletic. Okay. Well, that's your answer then right there. It's a good thing you got your mom's side. <laughs> hey, listen. I, look, I've been married for 25 years, so absolutely. He gets it from her. Mm, okay. Very good. You got to be a wise man to keep in this game for as long as I've been in it. Yeah, I know. And there's still a long way to go, as a matter of fact. I mean, obviously, you know, um, you've got your short-term goals. You've got your long-term goals. And and uh, the NBA, obviously, is is probably that, that one place where you want to be. Um, you know, Dom, if uh, you get an offer overseas and it's legit, is that something you consider? Or is it going to be the NBA or bust for you? Uh, Well... Always growing up, like I said before, always growing up, NBA has been my uh, primary goal. I've always wanted to play at the highest level, and NBA is the highest level, so okay. that's what I'm looking for right now. Okay. Do you have a favorite team in the NBA? Um, yeah, I like the Portland Trailblazers mainly because of Dame, though. So ah. say, say he leaves, and I'll probably go wherever he does. All right. So do you think you pattern your game a little bit after Damian Lillard? A uh, little bit. A lot, of, a lot of deep threes, you know, yeah, where yeah. you comfortable at shooting. Yeah, he shoots it just inside half court, which is still amazing to me. I watch those guys like Curry and Lillard and, and a few other guys just step onto the other side of the court and they heave it, and it's unbelievable. You know, they're throwing it 40 feet in the air and it's going down. I'm just – I'm amazed by that. Is there a team that uh, – that, okay, so you like the Portland Trailblazers. Did you like the Trailblazers before Damian Lillard got there? Mm, nah. Okay. That okay. So you're going by player. Who, as you were growing up, 
Who was your team? Who was my team? Yeah. It wasn't the Lakers? Nah. Really? With Kobe Bryant and Shaq and all those guys, the Lakers weren't your team? No, they weren't, but they had some talented players. Of course. Okay, uh, well, so who was your team when you were a kid growing up? I don't know. I really just liked the game. I liked everybody. Okay. All <laughs> right. uh, yeah, I liked everybody. He, okay. he was a he was always a player's guy versus a team. Okay. So he he growing up, he was a, he was a big Steve Nash fan. Yeah, that makes sense. Too. Yeah. yeah, I would say I was leaning towards Phoenix kind of growing up because Steve Nash was my favorite player at the time. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. And then he, he retired. The he retired. You know, so once he retired, um, I think it was OKC yeah. for a minute because you like who on the OKC? KD, Russ, KD, you know. KD and Russ. Okay. That makes sense. Is there, is there a team that you didn't like? There's a reason I'm asking. A uh, team that I didn't like? Nah. You're good with that. The, the reason I was asking is, you know, as I was growing up, um, I was not a big Yankee fan, still not a big Yankee fan. Sean, I know you are, not, no disrespect, but the thing that uh, kind of concerned me is what would have happened had I gotten drafted by the Yankees, how I would have felt. That's why I wanted to ask you, you know, if there was a team in the NBA that you, you root against or you're not really big on, and then they draft you. Right, that's yeah. exactly why I said no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, as long as you get the opportunity at the next level, you know, you just, that's what you want. You want the opportunity to compete uh, against them. I can tell you, sure, my Yankees was not interested in you, okay? <laughs> I just had to say that, sure. I, I know that's not factual, but it sounds good. It sounds good. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Oh, my goodness. You're probably, you're probably right. If they were, then I would have been a Yankee. You know, it sounded good. It sounded good, Sheriff. I have no clue what we were about. No, that that, but, makes, uh, that makes a lot of sense. Hey, Sean. All the, 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 the pinstripes, though. You have to love it. Yeah, I know. There's some mystique about the pinstripes. And they're on fire right now, those Yankees, and won 11 in a row. Yeah, hey, we needed that, though, Sheriff. We were on life support before that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But you're on fire now. You can't even lose. Winning close games, winning the, you know, going and going away fashion on the road at home. It doesn't matter. The Yankees are on fire. They're only a couple of games out of first place. It's going to be a shootout for the last 38 games down the uh, end of the season. Hey, Sean, uh, tell me something. What kind of kid was Dom growing up? Um, you know, um, I, we always tell our, our friends and family that, you know, between me and my wife, uh, Dom is probably our most uh, aggressive chromosomes out of all. In super, what manner? Super competitive, uh, assertive, you know, all, all those things, a leader, um, you know, uh, great work ethic, uh, great attitude, um, stick to you know, all, all of those things. He's always been like that. I mean, I've got tons and tons of stories of Dom, you know, um, you know, when I was coaching him through the AAU, you know, AAU uh, track before I handed him off to uh, play for Dream Vision of him just, you know, galvanizing his team and just being a leader on the court. He's, he's really an introvert. He's not going to say much. Um, you know, he's stoic, very, very stoic. So um, one of our uh, dear friends, uh, Donnie Daniels, you know, Hall of Famer, um, you know, college coach who actually recruited Dom to the Zags, he would say, man, you can tell Dom 
uh, Dom, you won a million dollars. Dom's face don't don't change. Dom, you lost a million dollars. His face don't change. You know what I'm saying? So his expressions don't change. He's this this who he is. So he's not gonna be you know uh, super you know emotional out there uh, like you know some players you know need to play through emotion and different ways. But he's just as competitive and, and willing to win, just like anything. I I remember a time where. Um, you know, we was playing a game in AU, and Dom got elbow uh, by this kid in the paint and split him up pretty good over his eye. And um, his my, my wife took him to the bathroom, and um, you know they wrapped uh, toilet tissue around his head. And um, Dom came out, you know, to stop the bleeding or whatever, and, and he wanted to get back in. I was like, okay, you know, get back in, and he dropped thirty. <laughs> we win the game, and. And then he goes on to play the second game. And uh, we lose by a little bit. I think he had 30-some points, and we lost a close one. And then we went to the hospital and got five stitches over his eye. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, he's he's always been in the trenches ready to go. Um, I think uh, the coaching staff for the Zags did a great job of adding him as an addition. I think he – you know, what I'm more most proud of him is just – his winning attitude, you know, it, it takes a lot for a guy with his caliber, highly talented, um, out of a high school and grassroots to come in and buy into a system, uh, sit back, be a team guy, be a cheerleader, knowing that you have just as much skill set to be able to contribute to the team, but understand the team wanting to go in a different direction, pay your dues, and now it's time for him to step on the court and let everybody know why he was here. And, and not only did he pay his dues, he contributed one of the key factors in getting um, one of the best Zag uh, recruiting classes with Suggs and, and Strother uh, that, that the Zag's ever seen, you know, from a domestic standpoint, right? So, you know, it's Zag's fans going to love him, you know. What he's already done while he wasn't on the court as far as trying to assemble and being humble and bringing guys in, you know, and because sometimes, you know, you just got to understand that this is a business, right? And you're joining a family when you come into college basketball and and they may have, you know, a way that they want it to do things and, and you got to be a team player and be bought in. So I, I think he's, you know, going to go down as one of the ultimate uh, bulldogs and some people are going to hear this, you know, and they're going to be like, oh, you know, that's his dad talking, but then you, you, you don't know me. So you don't understand that I'm very, very uh, realistic about everything. You know, I've never been that dude, you know, that doesn't understand the game because I live in this space. And not only do I live in this space in college athletics, you know, I live in it from a, a professional standpoint as well. So if it was somebody else, then it was somebody else. There's no guarantees in this business. So... The only guarantee is that you put in the work. Nobody's is no guarantees that the work is going to be acknowledged or the results are going to happen. But but that's why we play this game. So, you know, I'm all in on 55. You know, uh, he's my favorite player in the whole wide world, and um, you know that's who I got my money on all day every day. You know, I know he can take the big shots. I know he can hit the clutch shots. He's shown it all the way through. I know he was a 50, 40, 90 player pretty much through grassroots and and um, in high school. And if you look back and check the receipts, as the young folks would say, 
you see that every big game that he played in, in the best mecca of basketball, which is Southern California, he's been a game. So it's no um, it's no question why he's he's been on the, the floor with NBA talent. Most of his teammates this past draft as uh, that he played with growing up in, in uh, Southern California are now in the league. So we feel like uh, God's timing, he'll find his way where he needs to be too. But I'll tell you one thing, he is so much better uh, with um, the direction that the Zags, Mark Few, and the coaching staff has instilled in him. Um, he doesn't even look the same anymore. I mean, um, TK, you know, strength conditioning coach has really transformed his body, uh, kept him healthy. Uh, the coaching staff has made him very, very cerebral uh, as he's looking, you know, to play the right way on the court. So I'm just super excited just to see all the development that he's received and spoken and, and to see it translate on the court. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting year. Hey, Dom, you could have gone anywhere. Uh, you know, when you when you reach the heights and the caliber of player that you are, I'm sure the Blue Bloods were calling Kentucky, Duke, North Carolina, all of them, you know, uh, even Arizona. But how is it that you chose Gonzaga? Uh, just the winning culture and the coaches. I feel like, um, like winning is important to me. And I feel like I, this was the best position to be in, like to put myself in. So I chose them. Okay. Uh, you like the Pacific Northwest? Yeah, and the West Coast too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's true. It's not, not as far from home, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, why 55? Uh, just like how it looks, like the number. Hmm. Were you always 55 or were you a different number growing up? No, my number is two, but uh, I got to school and Drew had it, so I had to get a different number. Okay, so when Drew leaves, and if you're still at Gonzaga, are you switching numbers? Um, Probably not. I don't okay. know. I don't know. Yeah. Going to stay with double nickel? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, all right. You know, when he was in grassroots, sir, he was number one, right? He was He was number one. Yeah, that was Jalen last some last yeah. year, wasn't it? Yeah, he but you know, but he got rid of you know one early in middle school, but he was number one, and then in high school he was number two, you know. But I never I'm gonna ask him this will put him on the spot because I never knew wh why did you change from one to two? Was it a player or what? Uh yeah, it was a player. I mean, I like how number two looked, but uh Kyrie coming into uh NBA was nice. I like I, I tried to muddle. He was one of my players coming in his rookie season, so I really liked the number, and I just switched it. He's a good guy to model your game after. If you got Kyrie and Dame in your corner in your game, then you're going to be pretty good. My yeah. goodness. Um, hey, let me ask you a question, too, you know, talking about <clears throat> NBA. I know you know a lot of guys that have gone on to the association. Um, if the G League presented itself, would you jump? Uh. I feel like right now I'm in the, in the best position. Possibly. Okay. Yeah. All right. So continue your schooling. I mean, you know, it, when you play for a school like Gonzaga and you play the teams you play, it's almost like playing G League competition anyway. Yeah, basically. Yeah, mm. basically. Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, Sherm, you know, I don't have no uh, qualms about, uh, you know, the transfer portal and, and why it's created because it's created for a reason, right? And, um, you know, only the coaches who 
are not handling business, you know, with, with their student athletes, you know, try to suppress that, right? It's no, it's, it's about time that, that student athletes have a, a chance to be in control of their expiration date, right? Which is their eligibility, right? Because we know that the ball is going to, um, air out of the ball is going to come out, you know, at some point, right? It's, you know, for some people it's right away and, and others it take a while. Uh, but, you know, I, I think just in our family dynamics and what we're about, you know, we, we are driven over given uh, family anyway in that culture. It kind of uh, really made it uh, really easy to, to, to buy into uh, the Zag culture. So, uh, so uh, you know, it's like this. When parents buy in first, then it's easy for the student athlete to follow suit, right? So it's the same with us at Westcliff with our five C's, right? You bought into our five C's and make everything else so much easier. But, you know, to be totally honest, uh, we, we don't run from an opportunity, no matter how difficult the situation gets, how much adversity is. So unless somebody's putting their hands on Dom or, you know, in, in a domestic violence situation, right, you put your anchor down and you weather the storm. Uh, dogs play with dogs. You know, you don't check out. Right. So that's not even an option for us in my family, you know, how we raised, how I was raised. So it don't matter how tough it gets, you know, whatever God gives us, we can handle. So we see it through. Right. And it's no better situation than the situation that he's in. Right. To get built up, not just to be a player, a basketball player, because that's going to happen. He has enough cachet now to go do that overseas or wherever the case may be. I mean, you know, along with his ad culture and his skill set and his mentality, that can easily happen. But, you know, I will say, you know, to the credit of uh, the university and Mark Few, the culture that they have, they build in better men. And that's way more important than what we see on TV as far as the ball going in the basket and excellent basketball play, right? We build in better men over there in Spokane. So, you know, shout out to them and total respect for that. I've never had or I never felt like I needed to micromanage a situation or be in the mix over there uh, with the Zag culture. I have total uh, confidence and, and, and feasibility, you know, on and off the court uh, with my most prized possession that God has given me, which is my son, you know, one of my sons. And so I don't have to look in the oven to see if the cake is rising. I know the cake is rising. Right. Uh, you know, I put the ingredients together. You know, I know what it looks like. And I've been in this business, you know, on both sides. So it's, it's no panic situation for us. You know, uh, me and my wife, we don't live vicariously through our kids. We, we paid the road for them so they can achieve their goals and aspirations. So Dom is not don't have any pressure that he has to leave after this year, have to leave after next year. When the time is right and, and God announced him to the world. Uh, that's when he'll leave. And, and we're praying and on, on God's promise, and that's what we believe in it. And I think um, the Zags give him the best platform and the best love and attention and development that he can get anywhere else. So he don't have to go nowhere else. So you don't have to look, you know, over your shoulder or, or look at the next uh, spot to see if the grass is greener, even though it could be uh, next to a leaky septic tank, right? So, you know, so he just he just got to do what he needed to do, uh, do what the coaches expect of him and exceed those expectations. Mm. And if he does those things, um, you know, we're looking at a guy, you know, who has the potential, right, 
And we put this in the universe, you know, to be no less than a lottery pick, you know. But for me, I think he could be possibly, depending on how the NBA, because it's all about their needs, you know, one of the number one players in the draft when, when it's time for him to do that. And we strongly believe that. And um, we're not we're unapologetic about saying it because we know we put in the work. Now, there's no guarantees those results are going to come to fruition. But I can tell you one thing, I can guarantee we're working towards that each and every day, right? And um, and I'm excited about that. Mm. It's going to be no regrets over here in our Harris household um, with what we're doing and how we're conducting ourselves and how we're going about it. And my same mentality that I had when, you know, I dusted off the graveyard of West Club Athletics, you know, and actually didn't have a headstone marker, right? Because this is this is a plot in the ground, right? And we built it and look at us now, you know, 26 programs. The same way, you know, he goes about his craft. The same way my, my son, you know, Deshaun goes about his craft. The same way my other son, Deontay, goes about his craft. The same way my wife, Nikki, goes about her deal, you know, and her craft and the things she brings to the table. Um, we got a competitive household, right? So, we're, 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 we're aiming for big and lofty goals. And I don't see why we, why not us? Sure. Why not us? So I feel real good about it. You know, the great thing about Dom is he's a, a we before me guy. So it's all about the team right now. The individual accolades that take care of itself. It's about a team concept. I mean, he was raised and knowing that you need family, you need strength, the strength in numbers and, no man or woman uh, finds greatness alone. So those things have been in the way that me and my wife has raised him, you know, raised all of our kids. So it, it, it was really, um, um, really seamless transition when it, when it comes to the culture for the Zags. Now it's just, you know, can we do the things that the coach wants out of him? And, you know, that's subjective and only – Coach Few can handle that, and I'm not questioning that. But I, I can tell you this, Sherm, you know, when all the chips hit the table, you know, I think our number is going to be called, you know, and, and I really truly believe that. Mm. And, and, and that's, what we, that's what we're aiming for. Mm. That is well said. And uh, with that in mind, hey, Dom, what are your goals for this upcoming season, uh, whether they're personal or team? Obviously, you want to win a national championship. I get it. Do you have a number for points and assists during a game or, or minutes played? or Do you have any goals, on-court goals for this season? Uh, I do have some goals. Uh, I, I tend to just let, let things play out and work as hard as I can towards them. Uh, you know, I want to win uh, – I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of goals I can aim personally, but right now I'm just trying to focus on the team and and uh, focus on what we can do to be better than last year. Okay, all right, that's going to be hard to improve because you were almost perfect last year. So the only way to improve that is go undefeated this year. Right. And uh, well, with the team you have, do you think that's possible? I think it's possible, especially with the incoming class you have. Uh, anything's possible. Yeah. Okay. I'm no, sure. I, got, I got a different take on that, sir. What's that? Uh, my, my take on that is I, I, I don't think um, it, the, the record has to be the same, but you can get a different result. I mean, I really believe Baylor showed us that. I believe that UCLA in their run with Marsh Madness showed us that. that. You know, that was a subpar, you know, sub-500 team at one point in the season 
that was one game away from actually going to the championship, one buzzer beater away. So I think that's the beauty of March Madness is that you, you, you don't have to be pretty. You just have to have timely basketball at the right time, you know. And I got a chance to soak in 21 days of great basketball, right, in Indianapolis. And, and I'm here to tell you it's, it's about timing. When can your team activate and play its best game and best, you know, best uh, basketball during that time frame? So, you know, you can lose five games and get a championship. I think, you know, for this team this year, is this about going out there, you know, executing everything the coaching staff is asking for. But if you bring home, you know, that's that chip, right? You bring home that championship. Hey, we don't give a damn how many games you lost. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you sit with the ring at the end of the day. You know, but let's not, you know, uh, uh, you know, let's not be remiss and, and not speak about all the, the conference championships they win every year and all the little things that happen. But you, true, I mean, it's it'd be great to, you know, look at that, but you, you don't have to be perfect to get a chip, you know. And uh, I think as long as they play their best basketball when it's needed, walk away with that championship, all is forgotten. Nobody doesn't remember last year you lost one game. You bring the championship home. Mm. So, and the only way that happens is every everyone believing in each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, being on one accord, one heartbeat. That's the only way it happens. And that championship, as potent as we were on, on offense last year as a team, that championship is going to be coming home on the defensive end. <laughs> Kills, bro. You need kills. You need timely kills. And you got to be able to lock up, right, and take care of business. So, you know, and and that's heart. You know, that's determination. That's one thing I love about watching Suggs last year. I mean, he has more will than skill than I've ever seen of any young player coming through the door. And, um, you know, his competitive drive. And uh, so I think, you know, he set a good blueprint, you know, for a lot of players, even now in the league, to, to to understand that you you have to play hard. You can't take any plays off. And that's always been a Zag culture for those who've been watching the basketball for a long period of time. You know what they do. And I think um, this is the year. So this is the year for the championship. But but it's not going to look the same. And it shouldn't. You know, it's a, it's a bunch of different guys uh, coming together as one family. And it shouldn't look the same. And, but I think the results are going to be different. I think it's going to be a banner hanging. And it's not going to be runner-up. I truly believe that. Well, this is probably the time. It seems to be the perfect storm of everything coming together at the right time with the guys returning, the guys coming in, uh, you know, basketball starting, you got the, a great environment, coaching staff, all of it. So this is probably going to be the time. Um, hey, uh, Dominic, got a question for you. Do you have an agent in mind for when you do get to the professional ranks? Uh, yeah, I like to keep it in the family. And, uh, uh, of course. That was a softball question. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was too easy. But, uh, hey, I tell you what, man. I, I know we've kept you on a long time. We've asked you a lot of questions. We've gotten some great perspective. I know you're out of here soon. You're going to be heading up to school, and we are definitely going to be watching you. Um, I, I don't want to hang that that national championship thing around your neck. Anything could happen. Uh, you guys have to be – you know, the preseason number one and the favorites to get back to to the final four and maybe win the championship. We are all going to be watching. And when that happens, will you come back on our podcast? Definitely. Good. All right. You're going to have to bring the jewelry too. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Okay. Uh, I, I'm really excited. You know, we, we, uh, because we're on the West Coast, we get to watch you play a lot. See, there's that East Coast bias too. You know, they're, they're asleep by the time the game started at seven o'clock in the evening sometimes here. And, and so nobody, uh, anybody West of, say, uh, Texas, pardon me, anybody East of, say, Texas doesn't really get to see you guys play very much. So uh, they will once everything goes national and uh, they'll figure out very quickly who Dominic Harris is. Hey, uh, thanks again for coming on the podcast. It was a great deal of fun, a lot of insight, and all of us here at Westcliff are really excited to watch Gonzaga Bulldogs basketball. Dominic Harris, keep an eye out for number 55, leading the offense. And hey, defense still wins championships. Thanks, Dom. Yeah, appreciate you having me. And as always, I would like to thank my guest host, our Dean of Athletics, Sean Harris. Yay, yay. And the gentleman who makes us sound good each and every time we do podcasts, that is Brandon Peterson, our sound engineer. Beep, 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 beep. And don't forget to subscribe wherever you download your podcast and please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us get the word out about Westcliff Athletics and we thank you for your support. And keep an eye out for the next podcast.